Hello and welcome to eBible Fellowship's Evening Bible Studies with your speaker, Chris McCann. If you'd like more information or to hear more studies, visit our website at www.ebiblefellowship.com. And now, with your evening Bible study, here's Chris McCann. Good evening and welcome to eBible Fellowship's Bible Study in the Book of Revelation. Tonight is study number three of Revelation chapter 19. We're going to be reading verses 4 through 6. And the four and twenty elders and the four beasts fell down and worshipped God that sat on the throne, saying, Amen, Alleluia. And a voice came out of the throne, saying, Praise our God, all ye his servants, and ye that fear him, both small and great. And I heard, as it were, the voice of a great multitude, and as the voice of many waters, and as the voice of mighty thundering, saying, Alleluia, for the Lord God omnipotent reigneth. And I'll stop reading there. Now this opening passage to Revelation chapter 19 is just full of exaltation and uh, singing the praises of God. And uh, of course, God is worthy and it is a most appropriate time to sing his praise because Babylon is fallen. The kingdom of Satan has been conquered. And the whole history of the world, from the beginning of man's fall into sin in the Garden of Eden, which occurred in 11,013 B.C., until this point in time, the beginning of Judgment Day and throughout the long period of Judgment Day, beginning on May 21, 2011, is the time of Satan's defeat. He is deposed from all rule over the nations, that rule that he had won by right of conquest over Adam and Eve when he deceived them into disobeying God. And finally, the Lord Jesus Christ took the kingdom As Cyrus took the kingdom of Babylon in one night, Christ came as a thief in the night and took the kingdom of Satan, putting him down, deposing him from that high and lofty position of ruling in the nations and ruling in the church. And Christ began to rule with a rod of iron in the time of the day of judgment, ruling not in a beneficial way at all for the unsaved, but ruling in order to punish, to exact vengeance, ruling with a rod of iron. And and so uh, this is the moment that all history has been pointing to, that God has spoken of uh, throughout the scripture. It, it is the uh, the end of all things after 13,023 years on May 21, 2011, judgment began on the world. It had already taken place on the church and was complete after 23 full exact years. Now, though, the entire kingdom of the devil was under judgment. And not only was Satan put down, but the Lord Jesus Christ was lifted up 
and he was exalted and and that's the cause of the praise he is king of kings lord of lords he has won he has done what he said he would do he has saved a people for himself and that people this great multitude were the completion of all who god intended to save uh, before the foundation of the world and they are all part of the bride of Christ that will shortly make its appearance in Revelation 19. The, the bride has made herself ready and God will begin to discuss the marriage supper of the Lamb, which is uh, really it, it's the wrath of God poured out upon the wicked of the world. And, and God will go into detail concerning the final battle that results in the utter destruction and annihilation of Satan, the fallen angels, and of all unsaved individuals in the world, and finally of the world and the creation itself that has been tainted by sin. It It is, again, a most appropriate moment to lift up God and sing Alleluia, praise Yah, praise the Lord. Alleluia is found four times in these first six verses, four pointing to universality. It is the whole kingdom of God. It is all of the elect, all the angels, all the living creatures that point to God himself that are lifting up his name in glory and and uh, great praise. Well, here in verse 4 of Revelation 19, it says, And the four and twenty elders and the four beasts, and we know because we've seen the four beasts come up repeatedly in the book of Revelation, the better translation is living creatures. They are the living creatures that are in view in the book of Ezekiel that are a representation of God himself. So, the four and twenty elders, who are they? They are the representatives of the twelve tribes of Israel and the twelve apostles of the Lamb, which make twenty-four elders. And Israel, uh, the the twelve tribes, would um, point to all of the elect saved in the Old Testament and the twelve apostles to all the elect saved in the New Testament, they are a figure, therefore, of all God's elect. As twelve points to fullness, and two times twelve, the caretakers of the Bible are God's elect, and it's the fullness of them that are falling down, along with the four living creatures uh, e- eternal God himself, God praises himself. And it's a just and a right and a good thing for him to do because he is worthy of praise. And it, it is not like man who praises himself and we're not worthy of praise. And so that's just arrogance and pride and and sin. But God is worthy. and And so he does what is right and just, and he lifts up his own holy name. And, and so the 24 elders and four living creatures 
fell down and worshipped God that sat on the throne. And again, to sit in the Bible means to rule. And, and that's what is happening here. Christ, eternal God, is ruling. Of course, he's always ruled. But there was a rebellion. And the rebellion uh, was taking place on earth. It was led by Satan, who usurped the authority. He was only uh, an angelic being, uh, a creature himself. Yet he wanted to be like God, and he saw his opportunity in the Garden of Eden when he uh, entered into the serpent and spoke with Eve and convinced her to eat of the fruit from the forbidden tree that God had said that man was not to eat of. And in disobeying God and believing the lie of the devil... She, and, and then Adam ate also, he was just as guilty, became servant to sin. Sin is believing the lie. It's, it's doing obedience to that which is evil and wrong and unjust and a lie. And, and so they, they serve sin rather than God and therefore became the servants of sin and the devil from that point on. Only salvation of certain individuals that would come forth from the line of Adam and Eve. We don't know about Adam and Eve's spiritual condition, if God saved them or not. But we do know God had a plan to save a great multitude, perhaps as many as 200 million, out of the total number of those that would be created and live on the earth throughout all history. And when they would be saved individually, they would no longer serve sin and Satan in heart. They would receive a new heart and be restored. Their soul would be restored to its rightful place in doing service to God. But Satan continued to reign and rule over the unsaved in the world. And that's why when um, he was tempting the Lord Jesus Christ in the wilderness and showed Christ all the kingdoms of the earth and said, these have been given to me, and if you fall down and worship me, I'll give them to you. And he was correct. By right of conquest, those kingdoms of the world were given to him, and he ruled to to a large degree at the permissive will of God. And God also, at the time of the end, Loose Satan, uh, since he had been bound at the cross and constrained uh, in many ways, he loosed him in 1988, in the 13,000th year of Earth's history, to expand his rule in the world over the nations and to take over completely the corporate church, which consists of all of the uh physical uh, churches and and the earthly church not the eternal which is made up of only those that God saved but satan was given rule um over the church and over the world uh in a way never before seen and he he was just lifted up in pride this was it he took his seat in the temple showing himself he was god well, now God makes a point 
in Revelation 19.4 to have the 24 elders and four living creatures fall down and worship God that sat on the throne. He is seated on the throne over all that Satan previously ruled over, Christ now ruleth. And this is um, further emphasized at the end of verse 6, for the Lord God omnipotent reigneth. It, it is um, the time of Christ's reign. He is reigning over all. There is nothing, there's not um, a, a little sliver of rule or authority or power or dominion anywhere in all the world that Satan now reigns over. But Christ rules over all. It's just as, again, when uh, Cyrus took the kingdom of Babylon at the end of 70 years, and that historical 70-year period typified the Great Tribulation, the actual 23 years of Great Tribulation. And at the end of 70 years, Cyrus came in 539 B.C. and took Babylon in a night, and they were caught off guard. They were having a party, the king of Babylon with his rulers. Uh, Remember, he was greatly troubled by the writing on the wall, yet they had no clue, no um, uh, idea that that very night the kingdom would be taken. And yet it was, and Cyrus took Babylon and began to rule. Cyrus, it says in the Bible, became king of Babylon. You can you can find that statement, Cyrus, king of Babylon. And that points to Christ, as God speaks of Cyrus, as his shepherd in the book of Isaiah, as his anointed, and, and that's the word Messiah. Cyrus is a type and a figure of Christ that rules and reigns over Babylon for a short period of time. It's just for the period of the final judgment of mankind, which very likely uh, will be 1,600 days. But for 1,600 days, in all likelihood, and that would conclude on October 7th, 2015, the Lord Jesus Christ rules over the world. Therefore, he rules Babylon. And, and, and also in Revelation 19, uh, remember what it says in verse 15. And out of his mouth, referring to Christ, goeth a sharp sword, that with it he should smite the nations, and he shall rule them with a rod of iron, and he treadeth the winepress of the fierceness and wrath of Almighty God. Now again, God in the same chapter, is highlighting the rule of Christ over the nations. And there, see, it's not a benevolent rule. He's smiting the nations. Think of that. It says, with the the sharp sword that's protruding out of his mouth, which would be the word of God, with it, the word of God, he should smite the nations... And rule them with a rod of iron. Now I wonder when 
you know, these people who, who, um, with a wave of the hand dismiss the whole idea of, uh, the spiritual judgment of May 21, 2011 and a prolonged period of judgment day. Oh, they, they, they just shake it off and, and do not bother to seriously, earnestly check it out to see if it's so. I wonder how they explain that Revelation 19, which is clearly describing Judgment Day, is speaking of Christ ruling with a rod of iron, smiting the nations with his word, and and treading the winepress of the wrath of God. Now, where does that uh, come from, or why does that sound familiar? Because, remember back in Revelation 14, we read in verses 19 and 20, And the angel thrust in his sickle into the earth, and gathered the vine of the earth, and cast it into the great winepress of the wrath of God. And the winepress was trodden without the city, and blood came out of the winepress, even unto the horse bridles, by the space of a thousand and six hundred furlongs. So there God ties that number, 1,600, with the Lord Jesus treading the winepress. Now, I don't want to get ahead of ourselves in Revelation 19. We'll go over this, Lord willing, again when we get to these later verses. But it's very obvious God is um, making sure we don't miss that this is the time of his rule his reign, that he is smiting the nations and ruling over them with a rod of iron at the very time he's treading the winepress. And remember that number, 1,600 furlongs, is the number God associates with the treading of the winepress. And that's why we say a very likely, a strong likelihood that Christ is ruling the nations, smiting them with the word of his mouth, spiritually, that that is, the Bible is condemning the world, as God has opened up the scriptures to reveal the righteous revelation of the judgment of God, and he's doing so over the course of four years, four months, and 16 days, which is four times four, the number four pointing to the furthest extent of what is in view, or, in other words, 1,600 days, because that's what 1,600 days works out to be. Four years, four months, and 16 days. And and Christ is smiting the nations. He has no good intent towards them. It's the time of the wrath of God, it's the time of their punishment, but it's also the time he rules. Satan is not ruling. Well, yes, but isn't the world um, just just so terrible and with with the things that are going on in the world, the things that are going on in the church and, and all of this evil, how can we say Christ is ruling? Hey, again, it, this is not the rule of Christ in the new heaven and new earth where all will be perfect and it is all for the welfare and for the good of his people forevermore. No, this is the rule of Christ that the Bible has spoken of uh, in many places 
where it speaks of him ruling with a rod of iron. Iron, when when God has turned out the lights of the gospel, it's as though the heavens are iron, like an iron pan that God speaks of in Ezekiel when he's judging Jerusalem. And the prayers of the people of Jerusalem, they must go through the iron in order to reach God. And of course they cannot because God's not listening to their prayers at the time of his wrath. And he's not listening to the prayers of the unsaved regarding salvation in the time of his judgment upon them. The door is shut and no amount of beseeching, no amount of pleading, no amount of, of crying, uh, bitterly as Esau or as the mighty man cries bitterly in that day, will convince God to open the door. And therefore, it is a rule with a rod, the word of God of iron. The word of God has no more grace in store for the wicked sinner. It has no more mercy in the day of judgment. It has no more salvation for the sinner. And so it, it's a cruel time. It, it, it's a, a evil day for the unsaved people of the earth. Thanks for joining us for eBible Fellowship's Evening Bible Studies. You can hear these studies Monday through Friday over PalTalk, Skype, eBible Fellowship's webcast audio, or over your phone. For more information or to hear other studies, visit www.ebiblefellowship.com. Until our next study, may the Lord's perfect will be done.